Cowboys Nation. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. Presented by Freeman Mazda Hyundai. Streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I am your host, Will Skywalker Still. The last stream until we have actual Dallas Cowboys training camp news. We are mere four days away, Cowboys Nation. One, two, three, four days away from Cowboys training camp beginning. And today, <laughs> let's see, we're going to roll this day out. Put them down. Pencils down. Books closed. We done talked about everything we could have possibly talked about leading up to training camp. So today, uh, you know, we're going to, it's a little something different today. We, in honor of Freestyle Friday, I had to come up, I had to drop one of my favorite freestyles of all time, just the instrumental. I don't care what you do to me today, YouTube. It's Friday. Rest in peace, Big L. Shout out to Jay-Z. This y'all show today, Cowboys Nation. I got questions. Well, I'll ask some questions today. I got some questions I think need to be answered by the time this thing is over. But I want to hear from Cowboys Nation today about what y'all feel we need to see and we need to know by the end of training camp. Just whatever you got on your mind today. It's y'all show. It's free. It's Freestyle Friday. I'm not going to spit. I might spit a little something. But it's y'all's show. So make sure. Let me let me get rid of this. Make sure y'all call in. 351-999-3787. On this freestyle Cowboys camp. Friday. All right. We got some roundup stuff. We're going to talk uniforms. We're going to talk some little salary cap. We're going to talk some, some quarterback contracts we don't talk about that but then after that it's y'all show man we'll see what's cracking what's good though bomb squad oh, don't, don't think i forgot about you bomb squad! come on come on let me let me let me let me get some shout outs real quick while i got this big ljz rolling in the background here toxic tom was goody joey v j a ultra cowboys got a u.s now okay joe t what up on facebook c nicks what? 113 in the building. Professor O.C. Burleson. Samuel Rowe. <laughs> nah, I ain't got the professional dancers in the background. I just got one. She worked from home today. Um, Peter Rizzo. Lamitra, what's good? Matish, Positive Misfits. T-Mo. Uh-huh. Hey. Steven White. Jeremy, what's good, Jeremy? Alpha Mason, 8406. King g fresh zo one fitness b4 vic b47 vic my bad timo over on facebook who mac jones what's good reek cj richards jake the great i know jake the great be out there joe t said he almost tackled his mailman on sunday joe t relax we we got four days joe t <laughs> we got four days and we can get to some cow or some actual football i got you man uh a a ron what's good a a ron scott laxton chris romero bill pew greedy vegan what's good oscar sullivan in the building 
and then many more coming through. I see you, Captain America, Peasy. Hey, I got to give my shout outs to the Bomb Squad. Got to. It's only right. It's only right. What's up, Jesse? Mike Harris, Adam Matt. All right, listen. It's an easy day today, man. Easy day. Y'all was like, where was Sky at yesterday? I had to take a little break. Boys stay home from camp. I know we're about to roll into a, a heavy workload over the next, feels like 10 months. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I told y'all what was going to be going on next week, uh, in the next two weeks, actually. Flying out to camp on the 4th. So it won't be in the 4th and the 5th, but I will be having some, some little... You know, videos, one minute intros or, you know, little, little shorts or whatever for you guys when I get there. But best believe we're going to hold it down. All right. With that said, let's get to the roundup. We'll get into the show, man. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Okay. Or, or should I say, Ole do it. Hey. Feeling good on this Friday. Hey, Cowboys fans. They heard your, your prayers. They heard your request. The alternate Thanksgiving Day uniforms will be returning. While these aren't my favorite. Dallas Cowboys uniforms. At least they did something different aside from the color rush uh, uniforms they've been rolling out over the last few years, which I love those color rush, by the way. We had this conversation some way, some ways back. My favorite Cowboys uniforms are the 94s. They just don't bring those back for whatever reason, but hey. But I really do like those color rush. But it'll be cool to see them donning the classic Thanksgiving Day uniforms that they haven't had since 2012 when they lost to RG3 and those dang at the time Redskins. Part of me is like, all right, cool. This is this is dope, man. I mean, they brought they brought something back. The other part of me, I look around the league and I'm like, the rest of the league, you know, they dropping out new looks, new alternates. It's so cool. And Cowboys just continue to do the same thing. But hey, man, listen, at least it's something. At least it's something different. At least it's something extra. And now, and now, when you put when you put any food in front of a starving person, they gonna eat it. I eat it. I take it. It is what it is. I'm still waiting for like a black alternative or something. All black. I mean, just something different. It'd be cool to see. But I feel like and I was thinking about this out loud one day. I feel like jerry needs to make sure he doesn't lose the older fan base no offense to the older fan base because you guys might want to see something different but all the great memory memories come with those older uniforms the traditional uniforms for the cowboys gen z don't have memories hell millennials we barely <laughs> we hold on to some of these dang memories so I feel like they're just so traditional and conservative and they, they're going to remain that way probably forever. But it is what it is. Let's get to some news around the NFL that we can kind of tie back to the Dallas Cowboys. Did y'all see Kyler Murray's bag yesterday? Good Lord. 
five years, $230 million. $160 million guaranteed. It now makes Kyler Murray the second highest paid quarterback on average in the National Football League. This doesn't shock me. Every time these big deals come, for a quarterback at the very least, they don't really shock me because that's just the way it's going. And I think we've had this conversation over the last few years, even when Dak was getting paid. It feels like at this point, they might need to create a quarterback cap. Just in a separate quarterback salary cap, man, because, you know, in two years, probably not even then. By next year, quarterbacks are going to be getting paid $55, $60 million. Seriously. And and that's and if the cap is and the cap is going to rise, and we'll get to that in a second, the cap is definitely going to rise, but when the cap rises, everybody else's contracts rise, right? And no other position's contract continues to surpass itself at, at, at a high rate like the quarterback position. Now, if you guys want to break it down in regards to Kyler. I like Kyler Murray as a quarterback, man. Of course, you're going to pay Kyler Murray as a quarterback, but what normally happens when you pay these quarterbacks, all right, let's go look at his production. Hasn't been a 4,000-yard passer yet. He's got double-digit interceptions every year he's been in the league. He's knocked as a leader on his team. He gets injured, seems like, every damn year. (laughs) I mean, when you start looking at, at some of the things that make you pause... It comes to a point where, well, do these things outweigh his talent? A lot of people will say no, because Kyler Murray's ceiling is extremely high. His talent is extremely high. He just ain't extremely high. (laughs) But I'm okay with this. Uh, It is what it is, right? You got about, what, 13 to 15 at the most, and I'm stretching it to 15 franchise quarterbacks and and you're going to have to pay these guys the money you're just going to have to do it it's really about now how do i take advantage of this small deal early and then how do i take advantage of the restructures and how do i take advantage of that early small cap when i say small i mean relatively small cap hit in their in their big extension right you have to be able to take advantage of it which leads me to this the Dallas Cowboys opening up camp. Shout out to Albert Breer who, who broke this down. Not that you couldn't go out and look, but the Cowboys are number two in overall salary cap space to start camp. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. This has to make Stephen Jones happy. I think it was April 19th. You can correct me on the date. Uh, I could be totally wrong on this. But a few months ago, Stephen came out and said, we are not done in free agency. And to his word, they went out and they signed Ryan Nall, Toxic Tom's Pro Bowler. They went out and signed Christian Sam on his seventh team. They went out and signed, who's the linebacker? My, my, my apologies, Malik Jefferson. Also on like his sixth or seventh team. So he wasn't wrong. They're they're not done. (laughs) They weren't done. But they entered training camp with $21 million in large part because your Dallas Cowboys quarterback is not taking up the cap space most people want you to believe he's taking up. 
What's good, Cowboys Nation? Let me let me let's talk. Let's talk here. Because the detractors will have you believe. They will have you believe that Dak Prescott is the reason that you lose XYZ player. Dak Prescott is the reason the Cowboys aren't going out there to sign XYZ player in free agency. You're either A, getting all your information from the letter networks. B, you're just not paying attention. Or C, you truly don't know your team like you think you do. Hence why we're here to save you. We had this conversation, right? Here's what people say. Dak Prescott, he's taking up $40 million every year. He hasn't cost you $40 million on your cap yet. But we can go ahead and look at his average. We can go look at the quarterback averages over the year. By the way, he's going he's gonna to get knocked down probably by the end of the summer or next summer when a couple other players are up for their contracts. Joe Burrow will be up for an extension. All right? The Chargers quarterback will be up for an extension. Herbert. So he could be out the top 10 by next year, but he's right now tied for seventh in quarterback average. But he hasn't cost you that on the cap yet. In fact, if we look at what he's costing you right now, Cowboys Nation, in regards to percentage, Dak is 10th in the league. Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Jimmy Garoppolo, Lamar Jackson are all costing more on their team's salary cap this year than Dak Prescott. In fact, 8.9% of his cap space. Remember remember when Dak got franchise tagged, right? And everybody was, well, no, you can't win a Super Bowl when your team, when your quarterback has more than 12 or 15%, whatever the number was, of your salary cap space. Nobody has done it. Except Tom Brady. Nobody has done it. Well, Dak is only costing 8.9% right now. And what are the Cowboys doing with that $21 million? Nothing. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. So miss me with the reason why you can't participate in free agency to get you a couple hump players. I'm not asking you to get 100 of them. Miss me with the reason why you can't trade for a high-end player and pay him is because you're quarterback. And don't say, this is Will, you're making this up. I'm not. Your new owner, Stephen Jones, came out and said, well, when you're paying your quarterback $40 million, you got a liar. That's a lie. It's a lie that, that, that other teams are proving to you it's bull crap. So I just wanted to make sure we got that out of there because I know a lot of DAC detractors, it, you know, the goalpost gets pushed. It started off with, well, he's getting paid too much. We can't do this. He can't do that. That gets the bump. Well, he can't throw for 300 yards. That gets the bump. Well, he can't. So it's going to continue to get pushed. But at least for this one, he's not the reason why you can't participate. So when you go to your barbershop, when you're talking with your, your, your Eagle friends and your Washington friends or what have you, if you happen to be one of those that yelling at the TV, you got some wisdom to take there with you. He ain't the reason. We know what the real reason is. I right, got that off my chest. 
Let's get to my guy D Shift in the building. What's up, D Shift? What's good, Scott? What's up with you, man? man it's Friday. Not much, man. Just just kind of chimed in, but man, excellent point from what I've heard overall. Uh, just it. I think if, if you want to help your quarterback, man, and I think you've already done it. Make sure he has a the left side of his pocket that he can step into. That blind side. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and the thing with Tyron Smith, man, you know, he, he's going to do his job, right? But overall, when the end rushes, where are they going to go? They're going to go all the way roundabout. But the the quarterback's going to step into that left pocket, and who's ultimately responsible for handling the, the left pocket, right? It's going to be your left guard. And too many times when I was looking at uh, Connor Williams, because I'll just start looking at all the games, like just a little highlights, whatever. Yeah. Um, I'll have, like, the whole – you know, able to watch the full games. But, you know, highlights like 15, 20 minutes or so of it, you know, you can kind of learn some stuff. And yeah. if you go back and look at all those games, Connor Williams at best could give you – he could stay in front of a guy and then he can he can manage to just be in the way. Yeah, he could fight. That was it. You know, he'll, he'll fight with you, but but he don't win him a lot. I mean, I shouldn't say a lot. And he, he lose him, and when he, he lose him – He fought hard. He fought hard. <laughs> He fought hard, yeah. Scott. What I, what I mean by that, you know, is if you see a guy, you know, holding on to dear life, that's not a good sign, right? L- literally. Like, like, right. So, I yeah. mean, yeah, literally, too. You know, and that, just aside from the penalties, just the, the holding calls, because if, if you go back into big game moments, that was Connor Williams just getting those holes just because he got beat. Yeah. But in the process of that, when he was getting beat, you know, Dak just couldn't have a, a just a, a clean left pocket to just step into. And it was just – and the way he was getting beat, just often just getting pushed. And he had that one leg in the air, you know. He tried to, you know, block with his neck at times because he get his arms pushed out the way. Um, it was bad. Yeah. It was bad, man. So I think um, if, if, if Tyler Smith can just be stronger than Connor Williams – um, because they, they, I mean, Beatties and and Ty, uh, Ty, uh, Terrence Steele, you know, they did well. Yeah, I mean, they all, they, they, they all got beat or what have you like that. But um, if Tyler Smith cannot get beat via strength, via being pushed back into the pocket, I think already you have a a a sort of a win in regards to pass protection, right? I Tyler think Williams got bullied, bro. Right, so, he was he was yeah. always on the ground. He get pushed to the ground. Oftentimes, you know, he he'd be there just standing there doing nothing, you know, because the center and the the tackle are handling their man. He'd have nobody. So, I mean, I don't know if you're just trying to just stay there and contain, just so somebody does just pull a stunt and just get into that gap. But, I mean, he was standing there doing nothing. I, I think if there was a strength of Connor Williams over his tenure in Dallas, it's on the move. Like a lot of his good blocks is when he got to the second level or. When he's being, when he's pulling, right, and he's getting out and using his athleticism, but from a pure str- strength standpoint, D ship, that's not his, that's not his, his forte. Um, and like I, what and I was about to say, what I was about to say with Tyler Smith mean, is Tyler Smith, he's going to get beat this year. Like, let's not think this guy's gonna be perfect. But if I had to guess, I think it'd be more from a technical standpoint more than just a pure brute strength uh, standpoint. And I'm, I'm totally fine with that just because i mean it i think he'll have time to recover at least you know but just that that first initial 
impact. You know, even just on like a, a, a fourth and one when you know you're running and and you can't get no pushback, you know. He'd yeah. sit there fight and he'd sit there and try, but he couldn't get any push. So just, just that first initial impact, you know. Then after that, you know, you're going to hand fight and, you know, you got to get the, the, the technical stuff going. Uh, but just from a, a strength standpoint, that was a huge liability. Connor Williams did you no favors. Uh, he was solid in the sense of he he helped out in the run game. Like you said, he, he can move uh, very athletic. But strength-wise, uh, it's going to be very refreshing to see just uh, uh, just that left side, Dak being able to step up into that left side and, and not, uh, not, not having that option, you know? Yeah, I got a question so, uh, for you all later on about that left side. Left side, strong side. I got a question for you. Or not a question, but camp questions I think will need to be answered. So, so stay plugged in. We'll talk about that. All right, Scott. Appreciate it. <laughs> I forgot to ask uh, D. Shift if he was playing around about Tyler Biotish. He definitely called him B at ease. <laughs> I want to say he was messing with y'all. He knows his damn name. King Element Tyler. Ease. What it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Tyler. Bangladesh. That one sent me last week. That sent me. And old Marv, Marv, if you're listening, you know we love you, but you definitely said Will Smith. I didn't want to pull a Vach on you. Vach is real quick with it. He go right on, run it back. You definitely said Will Smith, man. It's cool. We got jiggy with it. We just we just move right through it, you know what I mean? All right, man. Let's get back to this freestyle. Oh, 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 hold up, hold up. Let's get back to this. Let's get back to this. Let's get back to this freestyle. That's not the one I wanted. It's Freestyle Friday, y'all. We got a couple uh, donations, by the way. Super chat. Appreciate you, Toxic. $5 donation at the end of the day. At the end of the day. If our front office is not annually putting the team in the best position to win, if it's not yes, then you are enabling a losing culture. At the end of the day, if our front office is not annually putting the team in the best position to win, it's not yes, then you are enabling a loser culture. Yeah, how do I disagree with that? Uh, Lamont, appreciate you for a couple donations. Super chat. Let me know if this music's too loud, though. I don't want to do that to y'all. Kyler is overpaid for a quarterback to not win the division. Also says Dallas saving pennies for the DK trade and extension. Lamont how crazy that would be if you traded your number one at the time wide receiver for for pennies then trade for another wide receiver you're going to give up for you have to right you're not getting dk for a second round pick right first round pick multiple picks possibly and then extend him the incompetency that i would feel would be even greater in regards to the, how they maneuver in the trade department and free agency. Are you spitting special K? <laughs> All right, come on back, B47. Call my man Granny Hips. Let me see, man. I'm running down a little bit more. All right, we good. All right, here we go. My questions. Listen, by the way, 
y'all can go ahead and, and and give me your questions too like i said it's freestyle friday you can call in with them you can shoot me them in the chat i'm gonna try to make sure i find them obviously the super chats i can see because they light up but we'll get to them here's my first question in fact i'm gonna switch it up it wasn't going to be but we're going to piggyback off of d shift he talked about having that left side strong side right being more confident in it not a question a statement right now i don't think it's arguable to say that the cowboys tackle position has taken a hit depth wise whether you liked uh, uh collins or not Collins out still being the starter means that still is no longer your swing tackle. Thus, thus, my first question is, who's winning that swing tackle battle? We need we need that answered. And honestly, you know, I say by the end of camp, we need that answered early in camp because I brought this up before. The swing tackle position might be your most important depth position on the team, not named quarterback. Like quarterback is quarterback. But the swing tackle position we've seen, if that's not right with this franchise, what can happen when Tyron Smith goes out? So I need to know who's winning that. It might not be the guy on the roster right now. Mind you, I said swing. I said swing tackle too. I didn't say uh, right tackle. I didn't say left tackle swing because right now it sounds like Tyler Smith is going to be your left tackle if something happens nope don't like that not right now but I think it's important to have a swing what, what if something happens to Terrence no so that is I think the the not the most maybe not the most important question but it might be the most important depth position on the team let's get into the chat Y'all don't mind me. I'm probably going to be bopping to this for the rest of the show. Uh, John is glad that Collins is gone. He believes he was a liability. I disagree that he was a liability. I'm not upset that he's gone. But if he was here, I think you would have more depth on the offensive line. I don't even think that's arguable. Man, did he ever party with the Stars? Come on, man. And I'm big time Jay-Z fan. I think Hove killed it too. But well, this is this is a classic uh, from Big L. And then me said they don't take well. Let's go if they have faith in ball. And it might be some truth to that. Reek said he's not confident in the backup quarterback position. <laughs> that is a false flag. Jeremy has well. Let's go winning. Winning the backup position. This is crazy because, you know, normally I think I would have had some confidence over the years in that in that spot of somebody winning it, right? Like, I think it was last year in Seki versus Steele. I thought that was a legitimate debate because while we while Steele didn't look like he was ready to be a starter, the fact that he has so many games under his belt, it figured, okay, he's going to be a swing guy again this year battling with Titan Seki, who was a career swing tackle. All right, cool. One of these guys. This year, before that, it was Irvin, um, and it was Cam Fleming, and then the other Irvin. So you had some guys that has, that have played, and you have some tape to see. Josh Ball hasn't played. Well, let's go as a, a six foot eight, rail thin rookie from North Dakota, and as Vach would say, not state. 
right now. Mike Wade says I wouldn't rely on a rookie. Lauren to beat his classic. Psh, come on, man. It's crazy. Oh, you definitely throw darts at the position. I think I think the difference is ultra. You throw darts at the position every year. This is true. You're right. So I think you're actually talking about if they didn't have faith in Josh Ball. I I, I see what you're going. I see where you're going. Hey, Professor O spitting. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get to my second question. Unless y'all got some questions in here. Lee, what up? Lee, shout out to my bro. Uh, I'm tired of the front office arrogance. Oof. It, it, it does feel like that. If I could, if I was a rapper, I'd be spitting right now this whole this whole entire show. I swear. Alright, second question. Well, Hope said, even if they don't let me in heaven, I'm going to raise hell till it's happy. Oh! Um, two-parter. Where is Michael Gallup in his recovery by the end of training camp? As well as who wins that position or who sticks opposite of cd lamb important question to me important question to me in regards to michael gallup is it going to be close to two is it going to be two to three games is it going to be pup list or will he be ready for week one i think that's important because if he's ready for week one you can argue both ways man are we rushing him back is this is this a good idea two the positive note shift we need him. We love a Jalen Tobert. He's a rookie at the end of the day. So, and I know rookie wide receivers come in here a little bit more advanced, especially a guy like him who's played four years in college, and he just seems more mature in general. I, I don't see Jalen struggling with the transition to, to the pros, but at the end of the day, even Justin Jefferson didn't come in year one and at the very beginning of the season just start killing. It took him a few. So... Where is he at? And if he is not ready, who wins oppo of C.D. Lamb? Now, that question could not matter because Tobert and, and I think Washington are going to be two or three. Who doesn't matter? They're both going to play. So I want to see what you guys say. Set it off, Chris. Was good. He said Washington, but here's, here's the part that got me easily. Hmm. Uh, toxic. Ah, this guy. Are you officially credentialed? So, got a lot of good news coming up, man. We close. Shout out to. Let me get some shout outs real quick. Shout out to Zach. Shout out to Paul, our new, uh, one of our new sales guys. And shout out to Nick, who's been killing it as our sales guy. We got a couple uh, more sponsors on the way. Fun one too, man. Um, I, I don't want to say it just yet, but. I think one that you guys can, we'll have a lot of fun with it during the season with this sponsor. And we're going to have fun with it prior to the season too. We'll do some draft stuff. Um, so shout out to those guys for closing. So we got, that's good news. And other good news in regards to Oxnard and credentials. Yes, we we have been credentialed, but not for the entire duration of the, of the camp to date. 
So I I will have some insider access per se at some point down there. But but for right now it's not the entire length. So I can't really divulge into too much because that might change. But just to let you know, Toxic, yeah, we'll we'll have a credential in camp and we're working on it for the season. See, we don't want the credential for the game because we'll be doing game day live. But what we want is the media access during practices and, and, and uh, um, the, the, the press conferences during the week. So we're still working on that, but we're inching closer and closer. We've been in contact with the Cowboys uh, PR person, and um, that will be happening at some point. We'll know. Want me to spit something, King? Hey. Nah, I'm just playing. I ain't, spit. I ain't no rapper, though. Um, <laughs> shout out to my guy, Jay Lombardi. Appreciate you for the donation. Super chat. He says, salute to you, Sky. Keep doing your thing, big bro. Thank you. Salute to you. Danny the Guru says he's missing eight weeks. Dude missed eight with calf str- with the calf strain. He is made of glass. Does that surprise us that came from Danny? Eight weeks. I don't really see that. Chris said bye week at the earliest. Damn, that's that's about 10, 9, 10 weeks. Scotty says if we go off, if we get off to a good start, rest him until he's absolutely ready. It's a tough schedule. Again, I, I would want him there. And at the very least, week three. Thomas Johnson, is that Big L? Yes, indeed. Big L, Jay-Z, freestyle. Even Eric G want me to, he want me to spit some. Jonathan Sullivan loved the show. I watch every morning from the DMV. Salute to you, Jonathan Sullivan, over on Facebook. Thank you so much. Toxic says, I will listen to every presser if you can ask some questions, Sky. Toxic questions. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it a bean. Maybe Zach will get mad at me, but. There's just no way I can legitimately be at these press conferences and listen to some of the, and some of the questions are legit. Don't get me wrong. But there's like, just just one just hanging there. Like nobody going to ask this question. And then I ask it. And next thing you know, there's no more rich, but the lady who brings it, excuse me, that's strike two. We don't, we're strike one. We don't give strike ones. One more question like that and you're gone. And then y'all gonna be mad at me because y'all gonna be like, well, why aren't you asking these questions? And you know, so I gotta, I'm gonna have to figure things out and make sure I don't get canceled out there because I, yeah, I'm gonna be asking these real, these real questions. It is what it is. I might mess. Nah, I ain't gonna do that. I ain't, they really gonna pull my credentials up? Like, hey, this question came from King Element over on YouTube. <laughs> oh, that'd be crazy. Nah, I wouldn't ask that one, Eric G. Appreciate the donation. Um, Super chat. Hey, Aaron. Cowboys would rather not guarantee a three to four million dollar Will Fuller contract in camp to get him acclimated, choosing dollars over chemistry. Hmm. <clears throat> Will it even cost you that much for Will? I, I don't know what with, with, with the with the the amount of money he's requesting from him and his people. But to me, that ain't even. That, Three to four still ain't crazy, but it might not even cost you that much. 
Hold on, Professor, are you gonna call in and drop a freestyle? Here we go, Freddie Vegas. Who are you excited to connect with at training camp, man? To be honest with you, the boring answers, because because they're guys I've already connected with. But Dave and and JC Jeff Cavanaugh, man, it's always good to link up with them because, yeah, we talk cowboys sometimes, but they're just cool people just to kick it with. But I will say this. I am excited to to kick it with uh, Brian. I just missed Brian Broadus at Jeff's crib when he made some, I think it was crawfish. I just missed him. So I kind of want to want to hang around him because I know off air, unfiltered, I know for a fact because we, we've had him on the show before, he different in regards to how he, you know, how he speaks because he has to be, he got to be professional on air, but Brian's a riot. So I kind of want to see Brian Broadus when I get down there. All right, man. Y'all let me know if y'all want to run that back. I, I, I'll bring that beat back for the entire duration of the show. I don't care what YouTube does to me today. All right? <laughs> and then me. First thing out of Sky's mouth. Why Pollard not getting playing time? Boom. Perfect segue. My other question for y'all that we need to find out by the end of this season or end of this training camp is how is Tony Pollard going to be used? Hmm? Are we getting Tony Pollard, the same Tony Pollard? Are we getting, you know, the, the razzle-dazzle plays in the middle of training camp that gets us excited because we recorded it and put it out there for the nation to see? But the rest of everything is just, hey, he's y'all RB2. I want to see is he legitimately being featured because he needs to be legitimately being featured. Right? <laughs> King said, nah, Scott, if you put a King Element question, you're getting a life ban. 100% facts. But wouldn't that be dope, though? This, this, these are the type of things I think would be cool. Hey, man, you got... You got one Cowboys Nation question that they can just go through. They do mailbags, but I, you know they don't want to. They don't want to do that, man. Danny said, "Don't all you dudes live in Texas?" Indeed, we do. That's why I said I, it's the boring answer, Danny, because we've already kicked it a number of times. But I enjoy their being. Like I enjoy being around them in general. So I'm excited to do it. In a, in a quasi vacation like time. I ain't going, it's not a true vacation, Cowboys. I'm gonna give y'all content, but I'm gonna make sure I enjoy myself when I'm out there. That's so 2009. Appreciate you for the super chat, brother. Super chat. Uh, it says, thanks for all the entertainment this offseason. If slash when we lose Pilot or Zeke, is there a veteran running back you would feel comfortable bringing in for 2023? Ooh. That's so 2009. You are gonna make me have to go look at. I mean, I haven't looked at who the free agents are next year. I personally don't think they're going to bring in a legitimate free agent uh, because likely going to cost you a little bit of money. I think they'll just draft one. Let's see. Date. 
Saquon Barkley is technically a, a free agent next year. Funny. Here, here are some of the running backs. Saquon Barkley, Kareem Hunt, Rashad Penny, Kenyon Drake, Jamal Williams, Mark Ingram, 34 years old next year, Melvin Gordon. Nah. I'm good. Only only free agent running back I'd bring in that so 2009 would be hey we need a backup or we need an RB3 something like that. I would literally just I am now in that and, and when, when Zeke got his bag at that time, I was like, listen, I would have would have waited. But I get it. He, he he put you up against it. Y'all was scared, so y'all had to pay, but I'm fully in the bag of if I don't have to pay the running back, I'm not going to do that. If I'm good at drafting like I believe I am, just continue to draft this running back and prosper. So, nah, I wouldn't sign none of these dudes. I'm normally ahead of the chat, but I'm I'm, I'm way behind today. So, my apologies. Yes, I saw the Madden ratings on on, on digs. I I've been trying to ignore these damn Madden ratings things because I don't even play Madden no more. But digs at 84. Come on, man. Eric B. Rock, Kim, best rap ever. My, see, the reason why I'm so into old school hip hop and just in general, twofold, my mom's and my pops. My pops is actually, a, my stepdad is a music producer. He, and he was a break dancer back in the day. <laughs> he He's super hip hop. Hip hop, hip hop. And uh, he was, he, he had a little group and everything in the 90s, man. LSD, shout out to him. Percentage Pollard lines up at receiver. Probably less than 25%. I mean, in reality, it probably should be more this year, but it'll probably be less than 25 I don't see him lining up out there a lot. Nope, King Element, do not bring that name in. Y'all know what that attracted last time. We're not doing that King Element. I'm not even going to say it. All right, let me get to my next question, and then I'll try to find some more questions from y'all. All right, we got Pollard. We talked about the receiver sticking. All right, here go one. A question I think might need to be, I don't know if it needs to be answered, but it'd be nice. Where is Jake Ferguson in regards to his progress, right? Because tight end is a big, giant question mark for the future. Maybe not 2023 in regards to your tight end one, we know what we know what we got in Dalton Schultz. But if Jake Ferguson can show some early progress and show that, hey man, I like what this kid looks like. I, I think we're good to go next year. Then I think they can move forward with Jake Ferguson into the, I'm not saying that tra- training camp is the only reason. Here, let me say this. They can move forward in the regular season, getting him involved more so then they can have their their answer on if they can just move on from Dalton Schultz next year. So while this may not be an extremely important question because I like a Sean McEwen, knowing how quickly Jake is picking things up and progressing, I do think is important for the future. Tight ends, I mean, I know, I know Pitts came in and killed it and other tight ends year one have done it, but tight ends like Jake don't normally just come in and boom just crushing it most tight ends come in and it takes some time so if they see some solid early progression i know steven is likely in the back 
Brendan ear to ear because he didn't have to pay Dalton Schultz next year. So that was one of my other questions is where, where is Jake Ferguson in his progression by the end of training camp? Henry says Dallas does a good job drafting tight ends, and I think Jake will develop. Yeah, we had this conversation on um, Blotch's show, The Volume, Blotch and Barty Live, where, you know, he, he brought up the point of if what he wants to do is just continue to replace tight ends, just keep drafting them. And I just never really thought of it that way. But in a way, the Cowboys kind of been doing that. You know, Jason Witten came aboard. I mean, Jason Witten, they went from Witten to, uh-oh, let me plug this in. They went from Jason Witten, my bad, keep pressing the wrong button, to Blake Jarwin, to Dalton Schultz. Now they drafted Jake Ferguson. In between all that, you could argue that there was development with Blake Jarwin, and it wasn't Blake's skill set that got him off the team. It's his injury. Clearly, Dalton Schultz was developed. Sean McEwen feels like he's developing. We'll see. And now it's Jake Ferguson. So do I treat tight end like running back? I mean, hard to argue. Hard to argue that with this team at the very least. But if you do get a special guy, you keep that guy around. Keep that guy around. Man, this beat is such a vibe. This is what we start. Ah, man, is my bro Sean on here? Shawnee, are you in the chat, man? Need to be quiet. All right, let's see. Uh, TC said, I'm with you on that. Keep drafting them. King says, pay Schultz. I see that's where Cowboys Nation's at right now. Pay Dalton Schultz. I'll just keep it moving. All those guys had to develop, Scott. I mean, that's to the point that we're talking about, right? Like those dudes developed, like the Cowboys have done a great job at developing these tight ends. I mean, you could even go, you could argue. I mean, I don't know yet talent. You can argue to go all the way back to Martellus Bennett. Marty B developed into a, a, a fine, had a fine career. Pro Bowl, Super Bowl. I mean, so they tend to do this really well. Jay Lombardi, Jamal Willis. Jamal Willis, come on. Matisse says draft a higher caliber tight end. Where do you do it though, you know what I mean? I didn't see a first round tight end. I didn't even really see a second round tight end I was willing to jump for. Oh, but the third one I was. And shout out to Big Game. He, he put something on, on Twitter that made me say, you know what? Maybe they are looking different. Y'all know who my guy was. Jelani Woods, my guy. More of a Mar- Marty B. Martellus Bennett style of tight end. He's athletic, but he wasn't. He's not Pitts athletic. He was a different athlete. I kind of, I don't want to say get on him, but I, I talk about how they have a type. They have a J- Jason Witten type, uh, uh, Dalton Schultz, Blake Jarwin. I not say Jason Witten, but not these ultra athletic dudes. Jake Ferguson, John Phillips. I mean, we can go on and on and on. But they did bring in 
the Virginia tight end for a visit. I think they had interest in him. I don't know how close they would have been to draft him in the third round. Like you, I don't, I don't know. I can't remember where he got taken, but let's just pretend for a second. If Jalen Tober was on the board with Jelani Woods, do you guys believe that they would have took Jelani Woods? I still don't. I don't know that they would have. You know, I think they still would have took Jalen Tober, but but that's about where I would have took. That was the highest I would have went with Jelani Woods, hoping that he fell to the fourth. Uh, didn't happen. Those tight ends start going off the board, and they settled in a way with Jake Ferguson. So maybe, maybe they are thinking outside the box, like Big Game said, and 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 they'll they'll do something different over the next few years. We'll see. Mm. I see you, Iceberg Q. Killed that, John. Jamal said, "Oh, you were talking to Jamal Willis, gotcha." Jamal said, "I'd be I'd love to be talking about a top five defense this year." Come on, I think we will. Like, I think we will definitely be talking about a top. Now, that that may not really mean too, too much. Last year was a strange year for me, man. I didn't look around the league and say, man, that is a, that is a dominant, dominant defense. You had dominant moments from, and I'm talking about the Cowboys. I'm talking about around the league. You had good defenses. I, I, I feel safe to say, I don't even know if I can use the E word. On, on many defenses last year. And I'm talking about elite. The defense that everybody was considering that was the Bills. But when you when you go looking at it, it's, a, it's the Chiefs or whatever. The Bills gave up like 170 points against the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs. Oh, we gave up like 19. But I'm just saying, I really didn't see a, a, a purely dominant elite defense. I can't remember what happened in 2020, but... And to me, that kind of sh- that kind of shocked me. Like, okay, are we now really starting to see the rules and, and offenses, the rules to the offenses, really surpassing defense? Are we done seeing those great all-time dominant defenses moving forward? It's one year. I'm not going to overreact, but it did make me think. So Dallas could technically be a top number four defense. But it might just be one of those defenses. Ah, man, that was a good defense this year. I want to, I'm going to be honest. This may not be fair. I want to see great. I want to see, I want to be able to use the word elite. Year two, Dan Quinn. I love the talent on this defense. Would love if they added maybe a few more, right? I could see this defense in this today and age. 100% 100% being the top five defense. If our offense is going to take a slight step back, though, I think it's going to need to be great. I think it's going to need to be dominant. I think it's going to need to do the one thing, be dominant in the one thing that it hasn't been in a long time. That's stopping the run, folks. You go look at, you know, the 49ers, the Rams. These these teams were elite at stopping the run. I'm not talking about, hey, we, you know, we shut down the Eagles in week two. No, no, no. They made teams have to alter their game plan. They made teams have to play to their pace. And it's hard-pressed to look at a team as elite in regards to defense 
if they can't stop the run, right? So, you know, if they can do that, now we're talking about this defense absolutely being able to carry you through the playoffs. Because let's be real, had they been able to do it last year against the 49ers, let's say they were an elite run-stopping defense on top of everything. Saw what saw what they did went up there in in, in Lambeau. And the Cowboys would have the Cowboys went to Lambeau. I can't remember how the, how it shaked out, but you saw what the Niners did when they went to Lambeau. Defenses like that carry. So, you know, there that's the one thing I need to see them do to be truly elite. Stop the run at an elite fashion. Uh, Sky, when was the last truly elite defense? That's why I said I don't remember what 2020 was was looking like, so I, I have to go back and look. Uh, but last year, I didn't I didn't see an elite defense. I do know the Rams were an elite defense, um, I think, in their Super Bowl year. I don't, I don't the Bucs weren't elite until they got to the playoffs. 2019, right? But the, the Niners were. And, and that's the running theme with the Niners. They seem to always have these top defenses in the league. Defense travels, 100%. Uh, NME, I feel like the best defensive tackle to fit a pass rush and run-stopping mode to be drafted since Donald is Via Vea. I love Via Vea. Uh, I, I I don't view him as a pass rusher. I view him as a he's the he's NT one is what I called him last year. He's nose tackle one. He can rush the passer. There's there's no denying that, um, but he is NT one nose tackle. Yeah, you know, he's pushing that pocket. He's clogging up lanes. Nobody he ain't touching. I don't even want to put him next to Aaron Donald in regards to pass rush. Aaron Donald's one of the fiercest pass rushers ever touched foot on ground. I don't look at Vita Vea as a fierce pass rusher. Yeah, definitely two completely different players. Uh, Jay. Kittle, Kelsey, Andrews, Waller are tight ends who make 10-yard catches and make 30-yard gains off of them. Schultz doesn't stretch the field like that. Yeah, I don't think anybody's putting Schultz up there with those guys, are we? We're not being irresponsible, are we? Toxic says the Jags 2015 was so damn good. Defense? I think you're talking 2017. 2017, Toxic. That defense was elite as well. That defense should have carried them to the Super Bowl. Questionable calls against the Patriots. Um, but I'm, I'm imagining you're talking about, I mean, that was the A.J. Boyer, Ramsey, and Ngakwe, Campbell, Miles Jack, Barry Church was in that in that room as well. Uh, Paul Puzlowski, I think, was still doing well at that time. I mean, yeah, that defense was nasty. Every time, not every time, but multiple times I've talked to Barry Church, I brought that up. Was that the best defense you ever? Yes. Anything twice about it? It was. How confident are you? Asked Tom. That this defense can carry the load if the if the offense takes a step back. I'm confident they can carry the load. I'm not ready to say they can carry the team through the playoffs yet until I see them be, be a team that can stop the run. That has been the detriment 
in all the years the Cowboys have had a good enough defense, and I say good enough, not great, what they weren't able to do in the playoffs is stop the run. 2018's defense wasn't bad. They couldn't stop the run against teams that could run. What happened against the playoffs? 300 yards rushing. 2021's defense was good defense. Couldn't stop the run when teams wanted to run. What happened in the playoffs? A buck 70. Put you behind the sticks. When I say behind the sticks, I mean the Niners got out early because of that run game. So, yeah, they can carry the team. I thought they carried them last year. Think about that. 12-5 and five doesn't happen without the defense carrying the Cowboys. They couldn't carry them in the playoffs. And when you look at those upper echelon defenses, it at least happens one time. I, I know the offense didn't show up in the game. The offense didn't show up for Joe Burrow against the Tennessee Titans, but the defense did. So, you know what I'm saying? Some, sometimes... And that's where we go back to what Marv said. This was an all-time historic defense, one of the best he's seen in the history of his life. False. I don't recall in the last half decade to decade, help me out here, the, the, a number of defenses, all-time great defenses that didn't carry a team to at least one playoff victory. The Niners game was put on a platter to do so. Jimmy Garoppolo is a bum. And he played like one. They don't salute to Brandon Ayuk. All right, good. Salute to, to Debo Samuels. All right. Their receivers didn't put the fear of God in me. Not after I, I believed in our, our defense and our secondary. I wasn't worried about that. And then George Kittle. All right, we got it. Y'all got a George Kittle. We got a goddamn J. Ron curse, okay? That didn't put, a, put the fear in me either. You know what feared me? We couldn't stop teams that wanted to run on us. So I can't in good faith call that a historic defense when they couldn't even carry you to one playoff win. In fact, they played bad for a, a half or three quarters of a game. And I say a half. I'll just call it a half. All-time great defenses carry you at least to one playoff victory. At the very least. We didn't get that. Joe uh, Sandberg, what up, bro? Would you consider Broncos defenses that won a Super Bowl? Oh, wow. Elite? Yes. Brother, go back and look at that. At one point before I was on here and I was doing some writing, you know, BTB and things like that, it was the Broncos who, to me, Proved in this newer salary cap era. It wasn't the Rams. See, people think the Rams. It was the Broncos that proved to me, hold on. You can be ultra aggressive in free agency and trades or whatever you want to call it. And put together a short run, a short dominant run to say, all right, listen, this is all in. We're going to try to win this damn Super Bowl. It wasn't the Rams. The Broncos went out and got Peyton Manning. They went out and got uh, uh, DeMarcus Ware. They went out and got uh, uh, Atib Khalid, um, TJ Ward. Uh, there, was, there were a number of dudes defensively the Broncos went out and got to help elevate that team. And that defense, yes, extremely elite. Peyton Manning was shot. 
that dude was a he was terrible his last year. It was sad to see him go out like that. So yeah, Joe, the Denver Broncos defense. I always bring them up when I talk about all time and historic and thing like that. They, they may not be top ten forever or whatever, but in the last 15, 20 years, yes, you have to put the Denver Broncos in that conversation because they literally carried the Denver Broncos to a Super Bowl championship. 100%. No fly zone was real. It was real. Uh Oh, yeah, Wolf, they, but I think they, they drafted him. Akeem Tlaib. Am I wrong? Akeem Tlaib? Who that? Ain't it a, it's a, am I saying Akeeb Tlaib wrong or something? I know I'll be butchering names, but it's definitely Akeeb Tlaib, right? Not Atib Tlaib. Y'all confuse me, man. Uh, Jay, yeah, I'm not jacking that. Schultz not a top tight end talent to me. Denver had where, uh, had where rush. Dallas had him dropping in coverage. It's so crazy that they, they act like he couldn't he couldn't transition, but hey, he was injured, I guess, whatever. But the cow strangely enough, the Cowboys went on to go twelve and four that year. Demarcus Ware was cut and Sean Lee got hurt. Really weird. Really strange. Atib Khalib. I said a Atib Khalib? That don't even sound like something. I, it's definitely a Keeb Talib, but all right. We need to draft and beef up the O-line real talk. I mean, unseen Jenkins. Didn't we do that? Did we do that? Yes, Michael. And Micah, he said Micah came back from uh, COVID that, at that game. And you could tell because he was on the sideline with the oxygen tank. I even think he, he might have brought it up some point in the offseason. Um and it wasn't one of those things where, hey, I contracted COVID because I was around somebody. He legitimately, like, uh, who was it? Cooper. Cooper legitimately had COVID and he had the symptoms. Michael legitimately had it and he had the symptoms, so he was sick. Um, and he came back one week after he had it. And it was a tough game, man. It's tough to get through. But I thought Michael played. See, now, now I'm flowing to this in my head. Andrew, not really saying Russ was that much with them uh, when they won the first one. Oh, oh, oh. So Russ was carried too. Let's 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 not get that twisted. I, I get a lot of people that used to come to me about Russell Wilson and his rookie. If you go look at the Russell Wilson, the Peyton, uh, not Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, we don't want to talk about that, but that was later in his career. Uh, who won the Super Bowls? Ben Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson, and Tom Brady. Those are the three guys I always, people always want to bring up. Well, look at what Russ did. Ben, Tom, sir or ma'am, or whatever you want to be called in today's day and age. Those young quarterbacks were carried by a team. So when I used to hear what Dak Prescott needs, yada, 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 it used to blow my mind when he was, when, when the Cowboys went, was it 13 and three his rookie year. And then, you know, two years later, they, they went 10 and six, and he had help. So did the Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, guys. What are we doing here? What are we doing? So, yeah, those, Tom Brady. 
was carried. Salute to Tom Brady. Was was clutching the playoffs and things like that. Tom Brady wasn't Tom Brady those first three, four years of his career. What are we doing? If you want to be real, it took Tom about seven years to become 50 touchdown, 4,000 yard passer Tom Brady. Coincidentally, it happened when Randy Moss arrived, but I digress. Eli Manning early in this career that's early enough yeah 07 was early enough although I'm gonna give Eli some credit man his two Super Bowl runs he was pretty damn good in the playoffs hey man for a freestyle Friday doing pretty damn good so shout out to you bomb squad bomb squad yourself a hand man you're doing pretty damn good y'all killing it today neither manning was playing like an mvp when they were at the super bowl nah eli definitely wasn't playing now eli manning played like an mvp in the playoffs y'all like he was those two super bowl runs man hate eli manning but he was eli so weird to me one of the most average quarterbacks i've ever seen in my life did he have a live arm? Sure. But the dude was, I, I dubbed him the YOLO King when that word became a thing. And then Carson Wentz became the YOLO King. But he going to go to the Hall of Fame, ain't he? Ridiculous. He definitely earned it in the, in the, in the Super Bowl runs. I, I agree with you, Eagles. Or trash. I'm not going to call you Eagles. Yeah, Bruce. Bruce said people overlook Tom won two Super Bowls in the leg of Vinatieri. Not just the leg of Vinatieri, but on the backs of a great defense, or, or at that point in time, defense. Defense run game. You know, when people say, well, do it the, the, the Patriot way, people forget the Patriots was not sitting around and just like, oh, all right, we're just going to draft. They won the Super Bowl, I think it was 04. They went out and traded for or signed. I can't remember which one it was. It might have been traded. For Corey Dillon. People said Corey Dillon's done. Mans went on a rush for 1,600 yards and 14 touchdowns. <laughs> Super Bowl championship. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can go look at him, but but he 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 had some he has some historic plays. Uh, Eagles are trash that everyone talks about the Tyree catch, but the one to Nick over LVS under the safeties on 27 or for a 27 yarder on third down was the best those ever seen. The Tyree catch will go down in, in history because of a, it was YOLO. It wasn't nothing was special about the throw about the placement, about none of that. The best thing about that was he, he got out of a sack, which is weird for Eli. He got out of the sack, and, and the uh, ref almost downed it. Now, in today's game, that's getting down. But the throw wasn't special. Was YOLO. Oh, no. And he caught it. But that throw to, was it Manningham or Knicks or whoever the hell it was in the second Super Bowl? <sighs> Absolute dime. Got to give him credit, man. Got to give him credit. Uncut Coke said, I'm late, man. Hey, you, you, you're missing it. You missed the banger because we about wrapping this thing up here. But it is Freestyle Friday. If you did miss it, I'm going to go here. We're going to run the beat back one more time. 
We're going to let this beat run through. I think it runs through a few times. And we're going to wrap this show up. Huh. I'm about to spit one time. Psych. Uh, Danny said, I'm sorry. That game gets played a thousand times. The Giants win that one time. If I'm not mistaken, I, th- I know the Patriots players said that, but I want to say a, a Giants player say hey, that was our shot. That was our one. You know, somebody said, you know, nine times out of 10, yada, yada, yada. That was that one time that they got it. Yeah, ultra kind of wild. In three years, it will be another Manning in, 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 a, in the league. They call them the first family. Sky, you getting my comments? Uh, Jake, Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. Let me see. Tom Brady could have had one less ring if they get if they just gave Beast Mode the rock. Oh, okay. Here's that, too. Yeah. Where is Pollard landing in the wide receiver depth chart? I don't have him in the wide receiver depth chart. Not yet. I got I got to go out there and see that he's really being used as a wide receiver before I or read or hear or whatever, right? That he's really being used as a wide receiver, Cowboys Nation. I don't even, and here's the thing about it. I don't think I necessarily need to see him used as just a wide receiver. Why not? Why is a 20 to 20 personnel set not a thing in a league when you have guys like that? Aside from the, uh, I know the Saints use it. They use it a ton. I don't know if, I doubt the Cleveland Browns use it because Hunt and Chubb are more similar than different. Whereas Ingram and Alvin Kamara presented different challenges on the field at the same time. Tony Pollard and Zeke do the same thing. Hold tight. We freestyle Friday. Let's. Let's go see something real quick. Let's go see what the number's looking like when the Cowboys run 20. It's not a lot, but it's there. So let's see. There we go. Man, I don't know if this is right. It says it was only four plays, but. So do we even want to read numbers off of four plays? I mean, they're 100% in the Yeah, they didn't even run out of it. So we can't even really, we can't even garner it. But from a passing standpoint, all their pass plays were successful. But I don't know how accurate this is. Maybe somebody, a Professor O, the king of the numbers. Uh, but I'm looking at it from uh, Sharp's situation. So, But who ran it the most? Baltimore. They had 89 plays. Minnesota. Oh, because they have a fullback. Right? And that's the other thing, right? Like, 20 is technically two running backs. They'll consider a fullback a running back. So, not every team is going to run into New Orleans. Top three. So, that don't shock me. Nah, man, we got to save the freestyles for my guy, Vach. 40-burger freestyles. 100% Professor O. <laughs> All right, man, got one more run through. Here we go. And then we up out of here for the weekend, man. We up out of here. 
Brandon said those early 2000 Patriots teams were built off of cheap veterans and draft picks. Corey Dillon was acquired for a second round pick. There it is. So it was a trade. And that 800 yards and 12 tutties. Was it eight? 800 yards? Oh, he had like 16. Hold on back. I'm 100% sure he had like maybe one sixteen. I could be wrong with 16. Hey, you talking about, man? Yeah, 16. He had double what you said. He had a total of 1,700 yards and 13 touchdowns that year. That boy was a workhorse. But before I go, I'd be remiss if I did not pay a little bit of bills over here, right? This week's ride of the week is the Freeman Mazda 2023 CX 52.5 S. The spacious SUV from the Mazda brand. Maybe upgrading to an SUV. We'll see. We'll see. They got the Drive Select, aka they call it the Me Drive technology, Wi-Fi hotspot, wireless phone charging. Cars got wireless phone charging now. Wild. And then of course the all-important miles per gallon in the city and highway. You gotta keep your eyes on that. 24 in city, 30 in highway, with gas prices the way they are. That is one of the most important features, I think, when you're buying a vehicle. But if you want to know more about it, all you got to do is visit freemanmazda.net or head on down. If you are in the Texas area, the Dallas area, Fort Worth area, head on down to Freeman Mazda in Irving, Texas, and they got you covered. They got you covered. Oh, I'm keeping this thing rocking, by the way. A dollar sports 97. I'm going to tell you what I tell everybody. He says, Skywalker, those New England Cheatriots cheated their way to some of those Super Bowls. We don't care. (laughs) This is how phony we are as fans. They cheated. If Dallas had six Super Bowls in 20 years, do you give one good goddamn how it happened? One, there will be zero F's given. I'm laughing at everybody saying we cheated. And ain't no asterisk next to those Super Bowls. Other teams was cheating too. They just wasn't as good as the Patriots. Boy, we need to win. I don't care how it gets done. We need to win. Let me get six Super Bowls in 20 years as a fan. Y'all going. Come on, man. What are you talking about? I missed the Super Chat. Father of five, salute to you. Super chat. Says, would you like our defense to be like that Jets defense that carried Mark Sanchez to go to the playoffs a while ago? <laughs> Why not? Yes, I would love to have a, an elite defense. That was an elite defense at that time. Sure. I, I Now, we got a better quarterback. Right? We got a better offense. But, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with having... A top offense and a top defense. So, yeah, absolutely. Did, did we miss another one? And that's the last one I see. Yeah, so we good. See no more. All right, so I'm going to jump up in here for about a couple more of these comments, and we're going to get out of here, man. We we, we really going to enjoy this weekend as best we can. Um, like I told you all, next Friday I'll be off. My son's birthday weekend. Got a lot of cool things planned. Maybe I'll bring him on the stream. We'll see. 
And then the following weekend, we heading out to Oxstar, baby. Uh, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's what the substitute. Your substitute teacher said that. Wow. My substitute teacher would probably never <laughs> be like, hey, hey, cheating is cool. Sky going to deflate some balls out there in Oxnard. You know what's crazy? You ever had this thought? You know, we all have crazy weird thoughts. But you ever have this thought, like, if you was at a game, for you, if you was a coach, you would have pulled a Mike Tomlin? Y'all remember when Mike Tomlin stuck his foot out there? I'd be, I'd be having those thoughts. Wait, man, if I was on the sideline, I'd just trip him. What's the worst that's going to happen? 15-yard penalty? Cool. He ain't scored a touchdown. I'm all about trying to get this ring, man. I don't care how it gets done. I do not. Appreciate the Toxic. He says, safe travels, Oxnard is incredible experience. Well, you got me next week, Toxic. You got, you got me for the next week and a half, actually, before I actually travel out there. But I appreciate uh, the safe travels. Um, it will be my first experience out Oxnard. I told y'all, I haven't been there, so I can't talk about what it's like there. But I do like when they come back to Dallas because I'm, it's more enclosed. I'm closer. Weather. You got to worry about that. Although the weather out there is beautiful right now. Um, so, you know. But, yeah, I can't wait, man. I'm excited. I really am. Uh, Father of Five with another donation. Appreciate you. Super chat. He says, we need a kid table at the cookout for bad games. Huh? We're definitely, for those who are new, like, what are you talking about, Father of Five? When, when a player or players have a good game, after every game on Monday, we have our cookout edition, which is basically player of the games, and we have some fun with that. And the cookout edition is consistent of the grown folk table. Right? If you haven't been here, go check out one of the shows after the Cowboys won. Father of Five said we should have a kid table. I will note it. I'll note it. We'll, we'll think about that. We'll think about that. Uh, take him to the zoo, Sky. Relax. Is the zoo inside in Dallas? I haven't been. Because the weather here crazy. But uh, we got some cool... I don't want to say it out loud. My, my son definitely goes back and he watches. So we have some really cool surprises for him lined up. Um, I love... I mean, I just love that type of stuff. So I can't wait, man. I'll let y'all know what it is. Who got a new baby? Jacob, shout out to you, man. Welcome to fatherhood. Or if you're already in fatherhood, congratulations on the new one arriving, man. Jay said, need that Oxnard freestyle from Sky and Vach. Let me tell you something. You may not get it live, but if we go out to eat, get a couple drinks, and there will definitely be some memorable moments like that. And if Law happens to be around, I guarantee you he will get it on film. That's just Law Nation. That's just Law Nation. Uh, Jacob asked, will I be at the joint practice with the Broncos? If so, go interview Randy. Nope. They're done. There is no, like, that's the thing about this year's Oxnard practices is extremely short. There's only 13 of them. Um, the, then they come back to Dallas after they travel to Denver, play the game there. Then they travel to LA for the joint practice and they play the game in LA and then they come back to Dallas. So unlike last year where the Rams came back to or came to Oxnard, they're traveling to LA and Denver. So it's, it's shortened by like for real two weeks. Um, usually Oxnard, they're there way longer than this. So um, thank goodness I caught this because I was telling Vach, yo, we should go to the joint practice with the, the Chargers thinking it was 
going to be in Oxnard, uh, but it's not going to be in Oxnard, and it's not open to Cowboys fans. It's only open to Chargers fans with season tickets. So won't be able to do that. Won't be able to do that, man. Won't be and, and as explained, D. Chavez won't be at the Rams joint practice because it's not open to the Cowboys. Um, I, I mean, well, actually, that one I have to go look. I don't know if that one's open, but that's also later. Wait, there is no Rams joint practice. What am I talking about? It's the Chargers, Chargers and Denver. So there is no Rams joint practice, D. Chavez. Uh, Dallas said taking the Walt Disney or SeaWorld Orlando. Well, guess what? Next year, that is on the agenda. We actually had that conversation. Uh, yesterday, I think next year we're going to go to Universal. He's already been. My youngest hasn't. I've been. My lady hasn't. But it's been a while, so we're we're looking to try to go to Universal next summer and have a real vacation. And we I haven't taken one yet. I might I might take a little mental health day here, there, a little sick day here, there. But y'all know, your boy been rocking for the last year and a half. But best believe next year during this little period. I'm, a, I'm taking a real vacation. You can screenshot that A to Z. I'm taking the goddamn vacation, fam. It's happening. Um, Sunday. Let me get this out the way. Sunday, if if I don't do anything in the evening. But Sunday evening, I might be on this super show. I mean, that's all I can call it. Super show where... Damn, they're all content, Cowboys, creator content, guys you can think of. Uh, we'll be on live and talking about Cowboys training camp. I really want to make sure I make that. So uh, tune in for that. It might be on um, Jay Tuck's channel. It might be on everybody's, not everybody, but whoever is doing its channel. I know it's going to be on Law. Law know how to do all that stuff. So, But it'll be on everybody's channel for the most part. It won't be on here, but uh, so just pay attention to that. We'll have a good time um, the day before. And then on Monday, back on the Vice and Barty live show. Uh, there is no show today, but there is SAC School, so make sure you go check that out. Later today, Vice will be dropping this SAC School video um, for this Friday. And then next week, man, we go straight ahead. It's time. As my, hold on. It's time. It's time. It's time, man. Football season begins next week y'all it really does to me so can't wait for it man can't wait for it it'll be sunday night so i, I can't promise you all the time i know we're there they were talking 5 36 ish something like that so sunday night central so sunday night look for a cowboys super content creator show talking uh cowboys camp it should be a fun one it should be a fun one but t said law had a four-hour stream yesterday law got that one Listen, whether I'm one hour or four, I get paid the same. Your boy's not rocking no four hours if I don't need to. You can take that to the bank. But I love y'all. And with that said, we're going to get up out of here. <laughs> it's Friday, man. I've been rocking, Reggie. You know that. Y'all see it. Y'all have a good weekend, man. I'll be back out here on Monday. We're gonna have a good time on Monday talking about Cowboys training camp. Enjoy and be safe. Your Friday and your weekend. I love y'all. Peace.
Squad!